Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell, and the invisible iconoclast himself, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. It's not the local trumpet federation. It's not the regional trumpet federation. It's not even the national trumpet federation. Nope. It's the World Trumpet Federation. I mean... WTF. It's what trumpet players are saying when they discover how much truth we have to share about the trumpet. Home to the Open Bell podcast and so much more, the WTF is here to serve you, our trumpet-playing colleagues from around the world. www.worldtrumpetfederation.com is what you should be typing into your browser to get started on your journey to the truth about trumpet. You can also feel free to email us at theopenbell at gmail.com. That way you can share your thoughts, make a request, or get more personalized service from us, the self-proclaimed triumvirate of trumpet. When you pick up your trumpet, just think WTF. And by Dylan Music. Like Basically, you have three ways to get to the fantastic crew at Dylan Music, who is standing by waiting to help you. You can drive to Woodbridge, New Jersey to see for yourself what an amazing store Steve Dylan has put together there. This option is highly recommended. You can call 732-635-3399 and talk to our friend, Brother Jim McCombs, who is the nicest cat in the world and really knows his stuff. You can also talk to Perry Sutton if you want, because he's there waiting too. Or you can just go to www.dylanmusic.com and use the promo code OPENBELL5 to get 5% off of all your accessories. No matter which option you choose, you can't go wrong. Dylan Music, musicians helping musicians since 1992. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up a couple things and no offense. We use these segments to include, investigate, and invent information that we believe is invaluable for invested trumpeters. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, warming up is brought to you by Chopsaver, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dan Gosling. And good thing, because without the proper protection, your chops can get chapped. And Uh-oh. that's why I love Chopsaver. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, love is a burning thing. Oh, no. And it makes a fiery ring. <laughs> oh, no. Bound by wild desire, I fell into a ring of fire. I fell into a burning ring of fire. Went down, 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 and the flames went (laughs) higher. And it burns, burns, burns without Chop Saber. Yeah. That chart starts with trumpets. Yes, it does. It's going to sound great. But, hey, you could cash in by using your promo code bell <laughs> cash in promo code <laughs> promo code 15% off your order go to www.chopsaver.com today and now our own boy named Sue <laughs> <laughs> Brian there it is never going to stop <laughs> never i have something very short um you know that is i have is jc here no <laughs> Listen, I hope it goes fast because your new headphone covers, that teal color with that yellow microphone are driving me crazy. It's, it's a little oh, this too is awesome. It's so weird. Go blue. Yeah. Are you stealing signs while you it's awesome. get this podcast? <laughs> Talking with you guys <laughs> destroyed the ear pads. No, no, we're not taking the heat for that. No, no, no. Anyway. Yapping away. Um, that's that's, so, op- that's uh, operator error right there. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that I have a, I have a cornet colleague. 
um, let's uh, let's call her Paige Nelson. Right. <laughs> for example. For example. <laughs> no, we've she's... never talked about anyone named Paige Nelson right. Right. on and, the and let's podcast just say, before. Yeah, for context, she's not as tall in person as you think she would be. She's not. Right. She's right. not a tall person. Exactly. And she's an awesome player, and she's really super mm-hmm. nice, and she works really hard. She sounds great. All that agreed. stuff. If she, if, agreed, she, agreed. if she were a real person. If, if she, she were, were real, real she'd be a great player and a, and a wonderful person. But a little shorter than you might think. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I think we got that. Yes, that's context. Yeah. So it came to our attention that Paige doesn't use Chop Saver. She has Uh-oh. a giant tube oh, no. of Vaseline. That she's for, using on her chops, on her chops. Mm. It's actually, I think it's called the body balm stick. Nope, it's no. ginormous. Nope. She won't let me take a picture because, quote, you're just going to send it to the boys. That well, is correct. That is what we're going to talk like, about it anyway. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally true. But so like, now she can't defend herself when you say it's the size of a quad case. That's because <laughs> right. oh, if you had a picture. Is. If we had a picture, we we know that may or may not be true. She has to Without the picture, bag. we're just going to assume yeah. that it's the size of an old Bach quad case from the 80s. Yes. It's so like I'm, a 25-pound bag. So can we, yeah, it's ginormous. It must cost 50 bucks or something. So how much how, how much shame can we bring to her enough to get well, her to switch to the real stuff? Um, this is just embarrassing how wrong she is doing it. I, I'm not even <laughs> sure where to start. Uh, I will happily send her. Some chop saver. I will purchase chop saver and send it to her. I have it here in the studio. I can just give it to her at rehearsal tomorrow night. So what's her problem? I've been doing this. Yeah, I don't know what the problem is. It's wild. All right, I'm going to need her contact information. So. <laughs> Giant tube. So can I give her cell phone out on air? <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little much. <laughs> if you have a problem, please text Paige at. <laughs> but she's on that would the social. She's on the socials, right? She is on the socials. Let's just reach out and try to convince her. Yeah. yeah. Paige, stop doing it wrong. Yeah, Paige, just, you're completely doing it wrong. That's crazy. I don't think oh that could God. be good. That's not good. It's not healthy. No, it's but not. But I, I will say this. Yeah. When I was in undergrad school, like we, everybody was willing to try everything. And I recall doing things like vitamin E pills. Oh, gosh. I've seen Remember that? that? Yes. Carmex, Blistex, yep. mm-hmm. and... I hate to say it, but A and D ointment. A and D ointment. Yes, that's right. Which we called <clears throat> A and ointment. Yeah. So people should look up her new name, actually. Right. I oh. used her dead name. It's it's Kerrigan. Oh, Paige Kerrigan. Right. Paige Kerrigan now. Hannigan's Is she nice. related to Nancy Kerrigan? <laughs> no. She's never no. been hit in the shins by any. <laughs> exactly. You got by. some kind of Galuli character. Oh, out the Galuli. <laughs> but she could hit somebody You're with welcome. this Vaseline tube and take them out. Yeah, come right out with the size. No, Paige, come on. You're a pro. You sound great. You're in it for all the right reasons. You're doing it wrong. We're going to do that and get you some of Ron DeSantis' lifts as well. Make you look taller. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. That's awesome. I told her I was outing her today. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, Joey. What do you have for us? Well, speaking of doing it wrong, uh, last week I was going to ship a horn out to a very good friend of mine. Who may or may not be on this podcast. Um, this is awesome. I love he, this. No, this is great. He, he knows. Great. He knew I was going to go after him if he didn't do it. I know. I'm outing myself. So awesome. I did have a box in here. Shipping horns can be difficult. If you don't know how to ship horns, here's a, here's a quick primer. Make sure you get a box that's bigger than you think you need. And then you need essentially packing peanuts and bubble wrap. So what yes. you want to do, 
line the bottom of the box with all the peanuts, maybe like a third of the way. Wrap the horn so that it's maybe two to three times its size in bubble wrap. Put it in the middle and then fill it, the rest up with packing peanuts again. It's going to seem like it's 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 too much. You don't want to put it in a case. You want to do it. And then tape that box up and ship it out. So I actually had a box that a horn had been shipped to me. And so I had a box. I had bubble wrap. I had, I'm like, oh, this is easy. This will be great. Check, I check. have a little bit of time here on this Wednesday morning a week ago and went, perfect. I can do this right now. So I grabbed the horn, wrapped it up in the bubble wrap, threw it in there, covered it all back up. Boom, boom, boom. Tape, tape, tape. Run over to the store. Here we go. Send this out to William Stoneman. I won't give your address, uh, much like we're not giving pigs, <laughs> so people don't start mailing you things. And uh, then I, so I sent you the, the the tracking thing, and I didn't pay mm-hmm. for uh, any extra thing because we weren't in a big hurry here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two days later, it showed up at your house. Yeah, it's great. And then and uh, uh, and then <clears throat> took a picture horn. and said, "You sent me the wrong horn. <laughs> I sent the, the entire wrong, wrong B flat trumpet." <laughs> now, to be fair. To be fair, right. to be fair. It, it did look like it does look like the other one. It's sort of a, a they mix were right of next to each other, nickel. right next to each other on this shelf. And I put, I took it out. I set it on the table, and I went to get my mouthpieces. And I'm like, oh, I want to try this because I remember I really like the lead pipe on this. And and I was like, oh, the weird end of that lead pipe looks weird. And I dropped my mouthpiece in there, and I picked it up. I was like, these valves look strange. Wow, why is this so different? Well, anyway, then I played a couple notes, and I was like, this is not that horn. <laughs> <laughs> different. That's when I pulled it down and went. Oh no! <laughs> and then yes. I thought, oh no, I was unclear about which horn. Nope. And it was on me. No, 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 no. This is one hundred percent my fault. <laughs> I absolutely just horn. grabbed the wrong horn, threw it in there, didn't think a thing about it. I was like, right. And and so when you said that, I went over to the shelf, picked up the other horn, was like, oh right, I meant to send this. Trumpet. He goes, no, I was in a hurry. They look alike. Yeah, they're right next to each other. You know, all those people just grab like just grab the wrong horn. So you were kind it, enough to ship it out, and it's right here. Um, so oh good, I'm I'll glad be it made that it. Box right well, around again. It was really tempting to ship you a different trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to say, <laughs> I love I, the idea of the round I, robin of trumpets. I, I did work through it for a few minutes of how I could do this, even if I thought if I put another one on top, so you first open it and get the wrong <laughs> one, because then you could just ship it back to me. But <laughs> well, if you wanted to ship me, like for example, an F trumpet you have in your possession, that's oh, right. Oh yeah, it's right, you know, right behind me, an one, FG. I mean, that. you know. Yeah, it's a lovely little horn. It yeah. looks like one. So yes, it's it fantastic. is fantastic. Yeah, because yeah, you, I definitely <laughs> ship that right back to you ten, fifteen years from now. So. Right, <laughs> it's actually here next to two of your trumpet cases. <laughs> which, <laughs> well, then the follow up is like, right? I do have that case. I can ship that back with it. And I said, wait, hold. Didn't you tell me you still need the case? You're like, yeah, this is yes. great. I go. I do. Oh, yeah. No, I need that. And then Brian, of course, misses all of that, just chimes in late into the thread. This this thread is hilarious. I mean, it could not be more old man, old man not knowing anything right. thread. Oh, I sent the wrong one. I cannot believe I actually shipped an entire wrong trumpet. That's some, that's some good so work good. on my part. That's some an old man work, shit. But that is, Stop. that is exactly what I did. Nice work there. Well, Sorry. I've, got, I've gotten to enjoy it a lot, actually, because Dennis, my friend Dennis, who's going to buy the horn, Right. right, he calls yesterday and goes, "Hey, any word from Joey on the horn?" And I was like, <laughs> "I go, well, oh yeah, actually, this is awesome. <laughs> it's going to be a little delayed, but it was, 
hilarious. I should get that turned around tomorrow. So I got the I got some. I actually oh. don't have my normal morning meetings tomorrow. So I got a little bit of time. Wow. Oh, I'm a little excited. A little excited. Wow. That's wow. a yeah. Right, that's so hours you have found. For you found morning. meetings. I, I know. I don't even recognize myself. So that's going to hmm. change at ten o'clock tonight. Probably e- emails will go yeah, out. Yeah, you're gonna. Right, so Bill, what do you what do you got for us today? Well, last weekend I was out wagging. Wagger. I was out wagging, and I did Clarion County Band. Now, this is about 40 minutes from where I grew up. So I'm back out in what I like to call the Great One Four. The Great One Four. And um, I just, I I have to say that I always love going back that way to work and meet students and stuff. This was a really great festival. Like, there's four band directors, basically, that come together to do this honor band, so different schools, and all of them are doing great teaching oh like nice kids were prepared they were they were all engaged in rehearsals and these four directors sat in sections for every rehearsal wow oh, good for they them they sat in and played along Excellent. which is unheard of yeah. at these things oh, that's uh, great. so lisa hummel longtime friend lisa hummel chris long kyle graybigel and special shout out to host sarah dawson mm-hmm. um because Does she have a creek out there Dawson, yeah, Dawson's Creek. Okay, yeah, just check. Exactly. Anyway, uh, she's a trumpet player who sat in the horn section and now helped out with the horns. Oh, nice. But it sort of revealed, uh, we went out to lunch on the first day, all the directors, and, and I realized she's a listener, and she oh. edited it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So, Good for yeah. her. So she's, she's doing it right. She's doing it right. Unlike, unlike Paige. Yeah. No, <laughs> Paige, completely yeah. wrong. Sarah, she gets completely wrong. Let's get the job right. saver. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool because we're in this place eating lunch, and the and the owner comes out and recognizes her as the local band director, and now it's like we're having lunch with a celebrity. Oh yeah, <laughs> so love she's it. you know love great it. things in the community and all that kind of stuff. By the so way, was... I think band directors should be local celebrities. They're doing yes, some they hard work be. with yeah. lots and lots of kids. Absolutely, yeah. they're doing great work. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was my thing. It was great to be out wagging. No, stop it. <laughs> I took my horn. I played. You know what? I, I you were wagging. Thing. I was definitely wagging, but yeah, okay. it was good to be out there. Yeah. So shout out to my friends in Clarion County, Pennsylvania, doing a great job and a whole bunch of really fantastic students. What, rep, did, what rep did you do? Um, this was a program that I picked. Uh, they are. It's a one-day festival. They are in the middle of marching band season. <laughs> right? All right. So, yeah, I did a, a piece by Kevin Putz called Charm, which is a, entirely in 7-8. Because, you know, I love the 7-8. You love yes, the 7. You I do. do love the 7-8. You're seven, a big eight. fan of the 7. I do love the 7-8. Well, my yeah. three pattern's always been a little weird anyway, and it just kind of fits. It just kind of makes it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The 2-2-3 two, two, makes it happen. Yeah, I love that. I did uh, DeKelly's Earth Song. I oh, did yeah. a, um I did a piece called Shackleford Banks that's a great, great teaching piece, great educational piece, and sounds like Western music, which, as you know, I love that too. Mm-hmm. And then a piece by uh, Tyler S. Grant called River Poem. Beautiful beautiful piece that incorporates piano and some nice percussion and some good solo stuff and then we ended with brian balmages joey's friend yeah that's my guy that uh, was a trumpet player by the way yeah jungle dance yeah which is a really great piece features the clarinets pretty heavily but really nice big ensemble brian has sounds so. already reached out to make sure i know the dates he's coming back to indy because we do his demo recordings here and he, we do yeah. he actually uh 
doesn't like using a click track. He wants it to sound like a band that's actually performing. So we actually got out of the studio even over the past couple of years. And we go to mm-hmm. the Palladium where I do a lot of work uh, in Carmel. And we actually record on stage with him conducting a full concert band. Wow. So we're not, we're not clicking it and we're not yeah. uh, we're not piecing it together. He's like, I we're going to do this all the way. And the demos, they sound really good. I mean, you can go to his website and check them out. But that's that's us. He already reached out saying, here are the dates in January. I've been sitting here writing a trumpet solo. So, you know, get going. Yeah. Get practicing. I'm like, all right, I'm work. I'm ready. That's great. Yeah. That should be week. cool. Brian's and I love that Brian's he's recording that way. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a great a uh, that's a great program, man. Yeah, it worked really well for them and it was the kind of program that allowed me to get to like musical stuff and nuanced stuff and not just hammer notes and rhythms and right. it was very successful. So really All right, so what do you wear for a concert like that? I wore tux. You're going white tie? Tails? Uh no, not for that. It was in the afternoon. The concert okay. was in the afternoon on right. Sunday, so, so straight no tails. tails. Just a regular tux. Okay. Right. Students right. wore black and white. Yeah. Fancy pants. Now if it's after six Then you're I going mean, white tie tails. I'm going white tie tails. You like the white tie tails. I think it's important. I the only time I'll wear white tie and tails during the day is if it's a sixth grade band fest concert, because that's their first festival. Oh yeah. So I want them to have the like to Full remember thing. like oh the conductors and the he looks like a conductor. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of guys are just switching like just wearing all black, which I get. It's way more comfortable, but. Well, it's not uh, just that. I think there's a lot of uh, I think of people looking at that as an equity thing as well, of like mm-hmm. you know tuxes are expensive. They are, you know, yeah. most people can put together an all black and then we all look the same and it's not. An yeah. Issue. Well, and trying to find tux parts sometimes <laughs> is ridiculous. That's fun. Yes. Well, even professional orchestras. I think it was last, not this season, last season in St. Louis. I think I was over there twice in four months, both times. White tie and tails. Yeah. And I said to them, I thought you guys are getting away from this. They said, these are the only concerts all year we're wearing white tie and tails. Yeah. Oh, no. said, what what are you kidding? They said, "Well, right. both times we they were working with um large choirs for different mm-hmm. con- for different reasons." And the choirs they, you know, they're like they're standing and they're like, "Oh no, we want to be in tails." Yeah. And so the orchestra went that direction. Where do you personally find white tie and tails with short pants? That's that the hard a, part. Is it it's, online yeah. or Well, I, I, you got to have a tailor. You got to work. You got a guy. I've got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy. <laughs> Have it right above the knee. Standing. That would be, I wish I could pull that off. That would oh. be amazing. Well, if anyone could, you could. I'm working on it. <laughs> Just saying. I'm working on it. All right, boys. It's time for the open bell mailbag. Oh, mailbag! Mailbag. It's about time. It is about time. You know, I've missed that bumper. How could you not? I, I mean, I've been bumper. I've been hard at work these past couple weeks. You've been throwing new stuff at me. Yes, I'm have. saying. Yeah, but that's right. a but classic. How long, the ho- how the long ho- do they take you? The, ho- the Halloween uh, mailbag, uh, the Thriller bumper, yes. which by the, the way bumper, yes. has met with very positive critical I've gotten, acclaim. I've I've gotten some texts about it. So yeah, good. How long did that take you to do? Um, well, from okay. writing it. So here's the process. The process is I need to think up something that makes me giggle. Right. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't take something long. and go. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's gonna be funny. So after then those I, thirty seconds, then I open Sibelius and I write it out. I, yeah, I write in Sibelius, um, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. uh, I save it as a PDF. I put it on my stand right here on my iPad. Open up GarageBand and record it. Usually, eh, I can do it. It's eight usually, minutes. It, it's it's usually if if it's something relatively short like that, six minutes. Under, it's under it's under thirty minutes from. 
start to to finish and sending a text to you guys going, what do you think? From wow. inception to full orchestration through recording. Yes. 30, 30 minutes. minutes. The Tartel Max. method. Yeah. 30 minutes, Because you, you're the one who suggested you got you should do Thriller. And, yeah. I, and I thought, yeah. what could I do? How could I do? Oh, hold on, hold on. Well, I think I got something here. All right. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I had a half an hour free. I got it done, and that one took maybe 20 minutes, and then wow. I sent it to you guys. Yes. That's yeah. ridiculous. I'd l- d- so the Halloween episode, come on, that was fun, right? That was that good. That was very yeah, fun. Absolutely. That was actually fun. Credit where credit's due, that was a suggestion. Yeah. It really was. No, okay. somebody suggested it. You remember mm-hmm. our friend Madison Barton? She's a doctoral student at FSU. Yeah, go Knowles. Yes. Bell, open Bell listener, you need to do a Halloween episode. Yeah. Well, and this year like, it happened to fall on a know. Tuesday. Like, I'm not a yeah. big Halloween guy, but she. Well, I mean, candy's it was a good, good idea. Yeah. Because now payday. candy corn month is over. I got to. St- I got to stop now. <laughs> Eleven months off. The candy corn's gone. Uh, really? It's only, it's only October. every day. No, come on. How much? How much candy corn did you have this year? Uh, a fair amount. Because here's what, here's what Deirdre does. Uh, for those you don't know, Deirdre's my wife. She knows I have a little thing for candy corn so she uh, she pulls this bowl out and then she just randomly fills it up with different versions of candy corn during the month <laughs> so like like uh, uh the last week of october i walked out one morning and i just look in the bowl and i'm like what's going on here she goes oh, i don't know you should check that out see what's in there <laughs> they were blackberry candy corn and they were like dark purple and pretty tasty <laughs> so you know, i just you, get like all these weird you know varieties like over candy the, corn. she goes out looking for weird stuff to fill that bowl with but yeah. you the way you rail against certain foods as being not real foods mm-hmm. and not acceptable and whatever uh-huh. else yet yeah. you go all in with the candy corn all well in. right candy corn's good unbelievable <laughs> yeah that's because anyway. candy corn's actually good <laughs> that tracks yeah unbelievable okay yeah yeah all right email number one email Number one. I love it when he does that. <laughs> Hello, Joey and esteemed members of the WTF. <laughs> I love awesome the separation. For the past several years, I've enjoyed your podcast. Often I listen to your podcast to drive my son to school, piano lessons, and his other commitments. Before bed, my son and I usually watch an episode of Star Trek, the animated series. Recently, at the end of an episode, he started to say, you know how the guys on your trumpet show say you should have at least one more trumpet? <laughs> N plus one. Yeah. I agree. Also, I should get to watch at least one more TV show. There it is. <laughs> Thanks for that. Kindest regards. Perfect. Keith Carnes. Keith is uh, director of jazz out of Central Washington University. Uh, nice. Wait, is it Central Washington now? Is that right? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, director yeah. of jazz, Central Washington. Yeah. yeah Keith, so that, the, Keith's kind of a big deal. I'm just saying, Keith, this is, is a great story. Yeah. He's this is an endorsement. Work. Yeah. Work. Now, Keith's, uh, Keith's from, Keith did his master's here at IU. Mm-hmm. And uh, then did a master's um, down in North Texas. I mean, his doctorate yeah. down in North Texas. Did master's here yeah. in North Texas before he went out and started teaching. Great school. He's from Alaska. <laughs> oh, right. oh. Yes. Yeah, I believe He wasn't he's... part of that Iditarod thing we did, was he? I think he did call us out on what you did wrong. He was one of those oh, people. That's right. <laughs> but no, Keith is obviously one. One. one, Keith is obviously parenting well. One, he's got his kid listening no to the question. podcast yes, and watching Star Trek, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But this kid, this kid might be a little ahead of his time here. Yeah, this kid already understands N plus one, and he's applying okay. it to a variety of things, and has figured out how to make this work for him. Yes, <laughs> this is just yeah. good work on all fronts. Yes. This is just doing it right. 
This yeah. is just Dr. Carnes here nailing it. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah, very impressive. And that I did a rod thing. I still go back to that. I don't. No, you did that wrong. Well, I put the wrong Iditarod in the box and sent it out to someone, I think is what I did. Uh, I think we know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Email number two. Email number two. Thank you, Mr. McMahon. Hey, Open Bell Crew. You mentioned in your most recent episode on recital programming that buzzing is how trumpet, that buzzing is not how trumpet is actually played. Please do an episode on this topic. Let's make buzzing go the way of the 7C. Your listener, Sean Healy. Thanks All for right. that, Sean. Yeah, and Sean maybe teaches Sean's beginners. On. Yeah, Sean's, Sean's totally on it. Right. We should maybe we should delve into this at greater, you know, greater depth. But I thought it was least worth a mention because Sean sent the email. So, but yeah. Now let's be let's be at least fair. He means the way we hope the seven C goes. The seven C is still way it's too still, prominent. It's still too, despite it's a, our efforts. Yeah. Although you know what the seven C is? It was well, an item we, of discussion this week on the Trumpet Herald. Yeah, we did yeah. make where someone so. said, "Well, there's a podcast out there that really doesn't like they? that seven C." I can't <laughs> tell if they're serious or not. <laughs> like, we're nailing it. When I see the letters, the number letter combination seven C, in my brain goes clear and present danger. <laughs> exactly. That's where I go. Exactly. It is a clear. So, but Sean, back to your point. No, we don't think that's the way it works. We think it's a diagnostic thing, but we don't think it's the answer to great trumpet playing. It is not. And you don't have to be able to do it to be a great trumpet player. Correct. At all. And some great trumpet players can't do it. Although some great trumpet players swear by it and excellent teachers swear by it. Absolutely. Right. That's just because that's what they think they're doing. No, they don't think they're doing it. They think it's helpful to learning the instrument in a different way. Jimmy Maxwell was. But like I said, I've said before, like, Back back up. So then where does it stop? So free buzzing. There's a lot of people that believe in free buzzing. Yeah. Right? So you're buzzing in order to buzz so that you can buzz? No, you don't buzz when you play the trumpet. Right. right. Now you're getting but coming you're, right to what we're talking about. That's what I'm saying. But if you're free buzzing, and no offense to like yeah. you know, people gotcha. we know. Yeah. But I'm saying. I think it can be very helpful for some people. It's not necessary and it's not what we do on the instrument, but it can mm-hmm. be helpful. Mm-hmm. can be really helpful in aperture changes to do both. Hmm. Get a I'll different think about setup. that. I Depen- still depends like, on the aperture change. I like the twist tie better. I think it's a better representation of what happens. The twist tie is awesome. The displaced mouthpiece. I think playing oh, yeah. the trumpet's a pretty good way to practice the trumpet. The tr- Here's what I want to come up call with. Me, I want to come up with crazy. a thing that's shaped like a trumpet. <laughs> that has valves <laughs> like a trumpet. But it's really just a hose you blow into. <laughs> I, uh, this is a great idea. Why haven't we done this? I'm just saying. What if we made it out of metal so it's really sturdy? That yeah. could be. And what about the valves? <laughs> should, repli- should we replicate the valves? Well, it yeah, we're going to want to be able to. Yeah, it should have valves. We're going to want to be able to like practice the valve but, part. But not be a trumpet. <laughs> but not not a trumpet. No, and you could travel metal. with it because you could put it in a case to be small enough to carry on like sure, a single just, yeah. trumpet. It would probably fit in a trumpet bag. How yeah, many yeah. steps can we put in between breathing and actually making a sound on the <laughs> instrument? <laughs> I mean, many. How many I, small steps? How about a hundred days to first sound? Hashtag a hundred days. <laughs> there it is. You can beat me to it. No, Hashtag a hundred days to first sound. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Sean, I hope this cleared the air. Yeah. Nope, that should help you. things. That didn't help yeah. anybody. But I like yeah. the idea of us digging in a bit more on this. and We can, we can do that. State our case yeah. with the uh, buzzing and not buzzing. All right, email number four. Wait a minute. 
Sorry. Four. Email number three. Email number three. I'm good with numbers. And I'm like, wait, one <laughs> to two directly. Do not go to four. Right to three. And I'm the out. of counting, Shelby. So, yes. yes. Fellas, I know you've mentioned it frequently in your podcast, but could you remind me of your ideal generic beginner mouthpiece for both trumpet and cornet? Thanks in advance for helping me rid the world of seven seas. I like this theme. We're good. By the way, this is uh, David Kramer, director of bands at Mill Creek Elementary. There David's written him before. Yep. David is doing great work, as we know. Yes. Yeah. Might need to get out there. Yeah, we need to go visit. Just drop in. Yeah. The Wick 4. Or if you want to go <laughs> all in. For the cornet. For the, for the cornet. cornet. All in. You can just go right to the, the picket. I, and I'm, I, I, I'm I up for a, 5B on the trumpet. 5B. I did, I'm I did with have you. a student this week who's, who's playing in the brass band. I said, hey, listen. Is there like a mouthpiece you could loan me and I want to play cornet in the brass band? I'm like, hold on just a second. Here. He goes, what's this? It's a wick four. <laughs> so, really? Yes, really. Brian yes. just carries them around. Yeah. I, I, I do have them here in the studio. Yes. Absolutely. I did loan just one just this week. One of those? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In my pocket here. So 5B for trumpet. Yeah. yeah. And a wick four. 5B is a really wick good four. place to start. Yeah. Yep. Wick four for cornet. Yeah. Totally. And some people... Just play the Wick Four their entire career. Yeah, it's from good when they start to when they finish. Tom Hutchinson is uh, playing the same Wick Four. Actually, I think he. Did he finally get heritage. a new one? I think he's playing a Heritage now. Uh oh, oh, the oh. Heritage. Oh. You've heard it here first. Look, breaking news. Yeah, and yeah, we we yeah. got to that sooner than uh, Four Beats Rest did. <laughs> four Beats <Nice>. Rest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, email number four. Email this is four. number four. This no, sorry, I want to go back four. and say thank you again, David. Thank you. Yeah, and and keep doing the good work. Keep doing the great work, and yeah, and rid the world of seven seas. Yes. All right, email number four, gentlemen. Because of your podcast on mutes, number forty-five, I believe, I ordered a zinger from Trumcore. I received it yesterday. Yes. I thought I would relay some information that would please all of you a little. The mute arrived in an amazing package, but here's something for Brian. It arrived with absolutely no stickers on it. Yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And that's here's right. something for Bill and Brian. Included in the package was a Trumcore sticker, presumably <laughs> to adhere to the mute. Uh, thanks for the great information in your podcast, and keep it up, Jace, Jesse Barnhart. Now, thanks, Jesse, for the email. But here's the thing. That sticker's not for the mute. It's for your water bottle. That's, or your, that's or your right. case. Or your computer. Your case, or your case. Or your yeah. date book. Yeah. Car date window. Not date book. No, no. You mean your computer. No. It's a date book. I have it no. right here. Stop it. I'm they running out of room. don't make that anymore. I know this, I'm running into a problem. It's your last one. I just got all the stickers right where I wanted them. Yeah. Anyway. But yes, you have, did you find the yes, answer for that? Yeah. Chris no. stopped Scott putting the, the stickers on the mute. Yeah, he because just of sent us. us that video. It's not because of us. It actually has a little plate on it now that says It does Trump have a, plate, a little engraving. Yes. Yeah. So what do you do with that, Brian? Grind it down? <laughs> no, it's cool. It's part of the metal. It's good. No worries. It's, yeah. all, it's all in. I loaned out my zinger today, my DACA flash zinger. Uh-oh. I'm a student doing, the, doing the Gregson. Yeah. She's yeah. killing it. But yeah. she was mm -hmm. using one of those old Harmons. She's like, this doesn't really work very well. And I was like, Oh, the third movement. The, the Yeah. First movement. Oh, is that first movement? Cadenza. Cadenza's part. Mm -hmm. first the very end. Stem extended. Yeah. 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 She's like, this is mm -hmm. kind of stuffy. And I was like, play this. She's like, oh, this is good. Yeah, that's oh my a gosh. lot better. It's a lot better. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah when I was yeah. playing uh, second movement of Tomasi last year and had the uh, the classic cup. Oh, yeah. And I said, try mm -hmm. this. She tried that one. Okay, I'm going to have to go buy that. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. which she did. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I just talked about being down in you know Asheville last week and right. whenever that was two weeks ago. And yeah. Introducing Chris to the magic of the Trumcore Piccolo <laughs> Straight Mute. Mm-hmm. He it was back this about week. Yeah. A split second to know yeah. Yeah. that it's magical. He was back this week playing in the brass band and it's sounding great, of course. And, yeah. And he was like, Yeah, I was totally playing all of Bill's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he was too. You gotta come yeah. home and go shopping. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So. He would have switched to the mouthpiece, but I think you know, also well actually he did. Yeah, he played he the, was mouthpiece playing the mouthpiece in the mouthpiece. But yeah. I think he would have switched to the horn. <laughs> as well if he had spent more time with it. Right. But, you know. We'll get there. We'll, we'll All get right. in there. We'll get in there. Thanks, Jesse. Keep up the good work. Absolutely. All right. Email number five. Email number five. Hey, guys. Crazy thing happened to me, and I was wondering if this has ever happened to you. Recently, a good friend of mine, and when I say good friend, I mean the kind of friend that everyone needs, like a really good guy, someone that makes your life better in every way. This really good friend was helping me sell a trumpet. Anyway, long story short, (laughs) I packaged up the horn and sent it to him, and he calls to say, I sent the wrong horn. At first, I didn't believe him, and then I realized, oh, no. This feels like an attack. They looked alike, and I grabbed the wrong one. So him, he's being a great friend and sending it back to me like great friends do. But wow, how embarrassing! Thanks for a great podcast, Joey. <laughs> this, this this feels personal. <laughs> this feels personal. Thank you, Joey's. I was like, okay, he's not going to bring this up. And then when you brought it up, I'm like, oh no, this will be good. Okay, now since, <laughs> since you anyway. since you've already thrown me under the bus, we got an email today <laughs> that we have not yet been able to address. Okay. Can I read you today's? This Please. is true. Yes. This is absolutely yeah. true. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we got this. Hello. A few months ago, I emailed you all at the open bell to tell you that as a pianist and violinist, I listened to your podcast. Oh, right. <laughs> After being told by several people that I should take up trumpet, I decided, why not? Oh. I'm glad to inform the team that I'm taking and loving trumpet lessons. Oh, Endless hours awesome. of practice on the docket. Thanks for your inspiration and for your and your passion for the trumpet. No offense, Brian. That's from <laughs> Heidi Browning, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Oh, yes. Heidi, this Literally is awesome. came in today. Congrats, so Heidi. Exciting. So oh. Heidi is finally doing it right. Finally. After got, all getting those rid of years. the piano and the violin. I'm assuming that she's burned her violin and piano for kindling because it's getting One cold out. Could yeah, only because hope. now she's got a trumpet and she doesn't need those anymore. Doesn't right. need them. Yeah. Or if it's a grand piano and you're just trying to find a home for it, I, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, that'd be fine. Or you just chop Ship it up in the backyard. Here. It makes that, that that thing will burn Either for way. a while. Wow, Heidi, good for you. <laughs> but Heidi is, is doing beautiful. amazing work there. Yeah, see, we see brought we we saved we saved at least one. Save making one. a difference here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're making a difference. There it is. I mean, it we're on all the, these the hours worth it. TPN yeah. trumpet internet thing, whatever, and TPIN. now this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah old that school. one. Or as that's you call it, school. <laughs> still funny <laughs> it's still funny it's always gonna be funny oh yeah it's real funny it's pretty good it's pretty good all right boys time for a couple things Teaching can be one of the most rewarding, maddening, frustrating, joyous, fulfilling, crushing endeavors on the planet. Mostly we teach because we enjoy helping, because we want to see others flourish, because at some point a great teacher helped us and now we want to return the favor. From day to day, person to person, lesson to lesson, teaching can look very different, and we must learn to be all things to all students. Sometimes that means dropping the hammer. And so today we're going to talk about weapons-grade honesty as a teaching tool. Yeah, this is, it shouldn't be.
be a difficult subject, but sometimes is. I have found, mm-hmm. especially now, teachers want to make sure that their students feel good. And we want that, too. We mm-hmm. want our students to feel good. We also want our students to be self-aware. We also want our students to understand mm-hmm. what we're asking for and the level that we want them to attain. So doing all of those things requires a delicate hand, right? But it mm-hmm. also requires absolute dead honesty with these with these people. Like when you're working with students, and I don't, and this isn't an age thing. Like we all teach college, but I remember going to work with a it was a high school band, and I was a guest to come work with the jazz band. So one of the, they have two jazz band directors. One of them much like me, and one of them not. The one not like me at all afterwards were in the office, and he said. I cannot believe you said those things to my kids. If I said those things, I think I'd get fired. And mm. I said, what are you talking about? He means, you're telling them, like, they're just not making it, not sounding good. I said, right, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> but how you communicate this, I think, is the, the biggest part. Because if a student comes in and is just one, there's a difference between hasn't practiced it and is it really getting where they should be, right? Mm -hmm. For the student who didn't practice it, there's a whole discussion to be had. But for the student who's practicing and there's more to get there and and they're feeling like, yeah, I think I've done all right here. And I'm like, no, you haven't. And Mm -hmm. here's why. And not in a judgy way and not in an aggressive way and not in a belittling or condescending way. In a I'm here to help way. Yeah. This yeah. is the and way to go in, right? Isn't this the place to start? It is. And I and I think what you're saying is the delivery to that is really important. Let's zoom out even even more and say it's all rapport, right? Like totally. you establish this rapport with a student so that they know, just as you said, Joey, that that you're there to make them better. And then so it it's not personal, then it's about this third thing in the room, which is the music. Right. right? But I'm it's... saying you can establish that rapport mm-hmm. fast. Because that's why I brought up that high school jazz band. I worked with these students for an hour and went in and immediately made that connection to say, I am here. You guys are a good high school band, and I am here to help you get better. Let's go. Yes. Not like, hey, yeah, you guys sound great. Here's the worst clinic of all time. You guys sound great. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, that's terrible. (laughs) And how many times have you seen varieties, you know, variations of that in Mm -hmm. master classes and in, in mm-hmm. workshops, like, well, mm-hmm. as you can see, this is a really good group. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, yeah. So, you know, whatever you're doing is working real well. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that up. Keep that up. I think back to, um, I've talked about sort of my mentor when I first got here to Messiah was Bill Higgins. He was a Woodwinds professor, music ed guy. And he was maybe the most demanding teacher I had ever encountered anywhere that I ever had or worked with or whatever. And he, there were other professors who tried to be as demanding and students would just grouse about it all the time. But when he said it, oh, done and done. Right. Because they all, he had been here forever. They all respected him. They knew that he was on board to try to help them. He was on board personally. And he was just incredibly discerning and demanding and they respected it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because is, he had established that. Yeah, this is something well, one of my teachers, Barbara Butler, is still doing right now. When <laughs> I when I got here to IU and John Rommel and I got to be friends and so John's asking me, what is it? What is it about Barbara? Like, you know, she's mm. great. She's doing it. Like, what's she doing? I said, oh, I can answer this. 
having been in this room for three years with her. <laughs> she is basically saying to you, it needs to be at this level and is not going to settle for less than that. Yeah. And so it was uh, at the ITG up in Grand Rapids. John was there. Barbara's doing a master class. Student walks up. I don't remember what the student's playing. Pictures, right? Plays all the way through. She takes a minute. Here's what I'm looking for. Boom, 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 boom. Do you understand? Yes. Okay, I want this. This. Here's what I need you to do. Okay, let's start again. Bum, bum, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was saying is, and what I mean is, okay, try that again. Beam, no, stop. No, like five minutes in, Sean Lee's ever goes, I see what you're talking about. <laughs> but not, not in, and, and the student was already in, and she'd already made the connection with that student. And it's not that we're fighting about this. We're on the same team. We're going the same direction. We want the same thing. Mm -hmm. We want you to sound great. And yep. if you think right now sounding okay or sounding good is great, we're going to help you with that notion as well. Right. Yeah. We're going to be honest about that. Because that's yeah. the other part of this is knowing what's actually possible and available. Mm -hmm. So when you like, you know, sitting in a room with Charlie Geyer, for example, and watching him play and going, oh, I didn't I didn't I didn't know we could do that. You know, <laughs> like, OK, now I know where I'm sound. going. OK, yeah. I got to go. I got to go practice. Now I know where we are. But holding that level of accountability is our job. Mm -hmm. Otherwise. You know, if we aim, if we put the bar too low and we hit it, then what? Yeah. It's like, okay, everybody's good and we're okay. Mm -hmm. I guess we can just move on now, right? Well, and ultimately it's a disservice, right? I mean, we, to them, but because you're not giving them the information they need to get better. Mm -hmm. But there is that certain, I became aware of this, you know, a while back, there's a certain tension of like, man, I've got some bad news to deliver here. Like, this isn't good enough, right? right. And then so you maybe live with that and you think, man, if I drop this on this student, that's not going to go well and that could be upsetting. And then, then you carry that around, you know. But if you can have that honest conversation, that's way better because you just get it out in the open. You have to have the honest conversation. You have to have it out in the you open. You have to have it. If a student comes in, and, and there are two ways this goes, right? The student comes in and says, I thought that sounded great. Wow, this is a hard one because you have to show them what great really sounds like. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I now, played it just like Bud. That exactly. Played, that went just like I thought I wanted it to go. <laughs> exactly. I, I listened to Bud play it on the recording, and, I, and, and I that's what I just pretty did. Pretty much just like that. So yeah. that, that, that's a different conversation, although definitely the same kind of honest conversation of, well, no, mm. that's not what that sounded like. Here's what I heard. But then there is the opposite part. Where I, and I have, I'm dealing with it right now with a couple of my undergrads that are saying, oh, that was terrible. I'm like, well, no, it wasn't terrible. No, it wasn't great. But here's what I like. Here's the good part about it. Here's the part that needs work and that level of discernment. Because this is the other part that I think is way too easy for students. Well, yeah, I suck. I'm just terrible. No, no, no. no. That's, that's a cop-out. That is yep. a cop-out that absolves you of any responsibility of actually getting better because you've just assumed, oh, see, I'm terrible, and I admit I'm terrible, so nobody else can make me feel worse. Like yeah. It's not about your feelings. It's about helping you actually grow. So let's figure out what's actually good in there. Let's not worry about that for right now. Let's get everything else up to there and then move the whole thing up to great. Yeah. I've had to do this before, recital hearings and things like that, where somebody's just, there's a fold, a fold in progress, right? Yeah, sure. And it's like, no, this isn't good enough. No, you know, well, I, 
they just want to step away from it. And I'm like, uh, that's not an available option today. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, the light's on. We've got to go. Right, yeah. This is happening now. Yeah. You know? And sometimes that's hard to do because you there is, we've talked about weapons-grade empathy before, and we have to have that. Right. But part of this process is knowing that you you have to deliver that information. Now, real creativity is figuring out a way to deliver it, right, and having established right. the rapport so you could do that. Right. But it has to be said. If it's not clean enough, if it's not fast enough, if it's not good enough, you've got to say it. And I will tell you, here's, here's where this disservice here's where i see this disservice happen in the real world every year we don't do pre-screenings here at iu and trumpet there are lots of our departments that do mainly because of numbers the number of, of violinists and vocalists that apply here mm. are in the hundreds you know yeah. so they do a pre-screening so we're basically saying we want to hear you live come to bloomington and play for us we want you to come here and play for us and we want you to sound great every year we see at least a couple of students that travel exceedingly long distances oh. They walk in the room. We say, hi, how you doing today? We want to make everybody feel as comfortable as possible. What would you like to play for us? I would like to play X. And then that student plays one note, two notes. Of course. Of course. And we're hearing what sounds like maybe a middle school level trumpet player <laughs> auditioning to get into a, yeah. real, a pretty good music school. Mm -hmm. And we're thinking, how has no one had this conversation with this student? Right. You know, mm -hmm. because then that's where I get mad at the, their teachers. I'm not mad yeah. at the student. Well, I'm never mad at the student. The student <laughs> is thinking, I like band. I like trumpet. I want to major in music. I've heard IU is cool. Let's go. But I'm thinking, <laughs> how much money just went out between flying out here with a parent and a hotel and a rental car and, and the application fee and all mm. that kind of stuff, where a, yeah. a, an honest teacher could say to you, listen, where you are right now, that's not going to happen. If you want to go to that place, that's where you want to go. We've got a lot of work to do, and let's go. And that's fine. Well, and, and then being able to say to them, yeah, that's not going to work there. Right. You know, th th these are the places that I think you should look and at or consider. I, you know? I actually alienated somebody years ago not knowing that that was what was going to happen. Uh, I was mm -hmm. living somewhere else, and a teacher asked mm -hmm. me to watch one of his high school students play. And the student played and had some pretty severe fundamental issues that were very physically and, and audibly obvious. Yeah, and so I listened. Mm -hmm. and was like, okay, God, hmm, nice. And I didn't say anything to the student. I pulled the teacher aside and I said, because the teacher said he's getting ready to audition at blank, blank, blank. Starts naming some very, very good schools. Yeah, and I said, um, how long have you been <laughs> teaching this student? And he said, since sixth grade. He's been my student since the beginning. Back. And I said, mm. okay, tiptoe, tiptoe, tip And this was then, then. I was like, oh no, now what am I going to do? Because I thought right. he was going to say like, well, he just started this year. He just moved to town. Last right. month this is my um, fourth lesson. Uh, but yeah. I'm like, okay, so this student's been studying with this teacher for over six years, and has mm -hmm. large, large issues that most music schools are going to look at and go, that's a huge project. I'm not taking. Right. And I had that conversation with the teacher, and I said, wow, with the issues that I'm seeing right now, and this is before I worked here. This is a long time ago. I said, with the issues that I'm just seeing right now, what makes you think that this is a, a these are viable options for this student? Mm -hmm. And the teacher got really defensive, really, really fast. And I wasn't trying to attack the teacher. I was trying to say, let's help this student. Let's set some realistic expectations for this student. And I will tell you, that student didn't get in anywhere. Uh, had good grades and actually went to pursue a different major. And two years later, I saw that student and his father in a lunch place. Mm. father came over and said 
I need to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, no, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> and he said, you're the only one that told my son the truth, and I really appreciate it. We want to thank you. Wow. There you go. Yeah. You know, because the kid did, hey, can I come grab a lesson? And I'm like, here's what schools are looking for. And I'm never saying you're not getting in. I'm never saying that. I'm saying what they need to see is when they see things like these are warnings. And I was kind of very clear with that with that student. Mm-hmm. But no one had been. Yeah. And then you're just setting your students up for failure. If yeah. you're telling a kid with huge, huge issues, hey, you sound great. You are not teaching. You are not serving that kid. Right. There, but there again, there is a tension in that, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a tension in that for teachers, but that's a thing to confront. Like you've got to get over that hurdle yourself Yep. as the teacher in order to be able to be honest with that kid. I, when I first started here, I remember one of my colleagues, somebody came in and auditioned. It was this kind of case like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I can't. No. Yeah. Where That's you are it. right now is and, not ready to pursue this degree. Right. And yeah. the, remember, the, remember this colleague going, somebody took her money. Right. You yeah. know, like some private right. teacher yeah. just was week after week after week of just collecting and not. Right. Because I've definitely, I, I've seen students here at IU and I'm like, so do you take lessons? Yeah, I've been taking lessons since beginning band. I'm thinking, and the word in my head is etude checker. You know, the one they give you an etude every week and they just check it off and move on. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm. okay, nice. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, it's like, well, no, where I live, there's nobody out there. I'm like, oh, well, let's take another look here. Right, because there could be a reason. Right. Yeah. But for somebody who's been studying for years and doing that, those those people are not teaching. Yeah. Not teaching at all. Have you ever heard about the the teacher that taped the book shut. He thought the student wasn't practicing, so they put a piece of tape on the etude book. Because the kid was coming in sight reading every week, right? Yeah. Because back of the book still taped shut, doesn't even know it. <laughs> Brian, wow. you got to do that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Don't well, do that, but my guys all have iPads. Oh, oh that's like, true. That's hard, hard to get taped the iPad. I think it's a it's a it's a balance we have to walk. We have got to be honest with our students, but if we're you know, the research is, I've talked about this before, the research is if you're, if they're not ready for it, they haven't asked for it, and you're negative, um, then or not redirecting, let's, can we pay attention to these things? Can you try it this way? Yeah. If you're like, no, that's wrong, you are actually impeding learning. Um, I, I'm, right, but I'm glad you brought this up because there is an assumption, I'm not saying you're assuming this, but I'm saying being honest doesn't necessarily mean being negative. Right, exactly. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's the assumption. Like, well, I can't be that negative with that person. It's not about that. And I love this. You're the reminder here to redirect. There are ways to to be honest about. No, this needs to be fixed. Right. right. This is can the way we we're going to do. Analyze it. it this way. Can we record you? Can we have this? Can we have you listen to this recording? I'm going to record me. I'm going to record you. We're going to play them back to back. Can we talk about what those differences are? Yeah. And I think it's it's a good place to go. And it helps them explore, you know, you, you called, Joe, you said it at the beginning, we need students to be aware. And, you know, they're not on the business end of the instrument, right? Mm-hmm. They're sometimes mm-hmm. not aware. Um, and when you're talking about, you know, changing things or getting better or dealing with articulation, no offense, Bill, um, <laughs> they don't know. Like nobody's nobody's caught that before. Right. Um, they hadn't realized, you know, I had a mm-hmm. student this semester. I was like, so can we talk about articulation? Sure. Um, can you tell me what you do? Um, no. <laughs> right. Okay. Mm. Can we examine what you actually do? And they're like, I, th- I think I'm just 
puffing air on every note. I was like, that's exactly what you're doing. Can we talk about how we're supposed to do it? And here's some exercises. Here's some awareness drills. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, they have to, they have to expect they're going to be instructed, right? We're going to be in the room with them. We're going to be trying to help them get better. And we mm -hmm. have to, you talked about it, have to set up that rapport. Um, but it does not have to be negative. We do not no, have to sort and, of snap them out of it or think yeah. they're not working hard enough. Or No. No, and that's the frustration when I have students that just say, well, yeah, I suck. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. One, one, that is negative. And two, that's not productive. Right. Right. I'm and not being negative. And, you and shouldn't I, be negative. I'm saying yeah. that, no, I, if I thought you sucked, I usually say if I thought you sucked, I wouldn't let you in here. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I think you're already at least good. I'm trying to help you get a lot better. And this is how it is always in the in the in the aspect of growth and what we're looking for, yeah. not in the idea of beating people down. And there is especially the generation older than us, you know, like somewhere near Bill's age. Wow. There was sort of that, <laughs> you know, that kind of just yell and scream at people. And the ones that figure it out are the survivors and they're the good ones. Luckily, most of that pedagogy seems to be gone. Right. But that yeah. was a real sort of especially at the private level like we do. That was kind of part of it. And there were band directors like that as well that just right. sort of yell and scream and yell and scream. And, you know, the ones that quit are, oh, they're weak and they didn't figure, they couldn't take it and they wouldn't make it. <laughs> All those terrible, <laughs> horrible things, a right. lot of that's gone. But that was so much, that was like uh, learning through intimidation and bullying, which is just terrible pedagogy. We're not it, talking about It's not that. pedagogy, it's just mean. It's just mean, right. Yeah. But then anybody who happens to you know, figured out are kind of like survivors more than actually maybe, I mean, maybe they figured <laughs> yeah, some stuff out along like the it. way. Yeah. But the idea, we're not looking at that. We're not looking to be negative, but we are looking for to immediately help through growth. But how you do that, and that's why, what you know, the rapport you establish with your students, whether we teach one-on-one -on -one or in large groups, that's everything. They have to know you're there for them. And this yep. is the, the great part. If everybody who's out of school can just remember being in elementary or middle school mm -hmm. and remembering what it's like when you get a substitute teacher. Mm -hmm. How long does it take you to know whether that substitute teacher is a quote unquote real teacher or quote unquote a placeholder for the day? Right. Yeah. You cannot fool kids. Nope. You know, nope. kids are smart. They will know. And, uh, you know, the age group, we're teaching college students, but whether you're teaching elementary, middle school, high school, college, or adults, pros, whatever. They're going to know whether you're phoning this in or you're really well, there for them or not. Yeah. I said that for forever. Like authenticity is is so obvious to students. Like mm -hmm. they know immediately if right. you authentically know what you're doing or if you authentically care, you know, th they can tell immediately. Do you guys know the situation when a teacher's sort of just spouting what they spout? They're not actually listening to what the student's doing. Yeah. They just do it sort of on mm -hmm. autopilot. They do that in master classes. This is how I teach. Yeah, this is how I teach, and they just spout the what. They, but you guys are talking about really listening to the student. What does the student sound like? How are they executing those passages? What do they look like when they're breathing? What do they look like when they're when they're making a sound? Um, and being engaged in every nuance of how they're doing it, that's really critical too. Yeah. And the student will will pick up on that. Oh, this person is really engaged in what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. Uh, years ago, our previous provost did this demonstration and he's he's not a was not a musical person at all but used this was fascinating american idol in terms of teaching and assessment <laughs> and it was the days when it was simon cowell paula abdul and randy 
Yeah. Uh, Randy, yeah. Uh, I can't think of his last name. Bass player, played with, uh, with, uh, played with Earth, Wind & Fire right? and Whitney, whatever. So anyway, the, the three styles of, you know, Simon just sort of spouting this, that, and whatever, and Paula being very caring, caring for them. And then, it, um, oh, come on, I can't, I got to think of his name. Joey Google. Jackson. Randy Jackson. Yeah, I, Randy I Jackson. even had a pair of his glasses because yep. he had his own brand of glasses. <laughs> yeah. But Randy was the only one. He had the best ears in the group. But he's and he would be the musician. one to go, no, you're flat. No, you were out of tune. You're you're pitchy, dog. Right? Pitchy. Like you're you're yes, pitchy. This is like, where the word pitchy became into, pop, yeah, okay, into popular ex culture. Exactly. Because of Randy Jackson. But it was so funny because the three of them across the panel, it was it was really interesting, right? But he yeah. was the one that was delivering the actual musical truth yep. all the time about the what was going info. on. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. a lot of time. Not enunciating, but, yep. but did it in a but did it in a way that was just honestly like, look, you that's got to be better. Like yeah. you know, we agree. You know, and I, we, I think we all do this, but I I encourage the conversation. And like I said very recently here, like listen to stuff together to say, do you hear that? Because mm -hmm. this this is where you're falling short. Because you're you're not doing that, you know, and have that moment of realization. I right. said to a student very recently here, I'm like, all right, played through it. It's pretty good. Right. What do you think? What's next? You know, what do you think's mm -hmm. got to be better? And I was committed to not helping, you know, so I just kind of stood there and waited. And eventually she just looks at me and goes, help me. <laughs> <laughs> it was just great. Can you please I, throw like, that rope. I really okay. <laughs> I'm really going to need you to help me. And I, so she said, I said, keep talking, you know, talk more about that. This is whatever, you know, and eventually she said, I just can't articulate it. I just, I, but I know, but I know, and in which case, then sometimes I'll, I'll play, you play, I'll play, you play, and then we, mm -hmm. and then we arrive on that. But that's, that's a version of honesty too, right? No, I'm not going to give up on this. Yeah, I'm going right. to drag you kicking and screaming if necessary to this place where you hear it. Yeah, you know, but so not, not giving up and not throwing in the towel because you don't want to have a difficult conversation is not okay. And it's okay to stay on something and just keep working it until mm -hmm. you get what you want. That's it's never never okay to give up. Yeah, no, that's honesty. I, I've often as well. referred to this coming to college as like the matrix. You know, when you get the choice at the beginning of the matrix, <laughs> where hey, you could just take this pill and go back, and you don't get to know any of this. And right. I tell them this, and I say, if you haven't seen the matrix, here's the option. I don't give you the option. I am now showing you this is what professional trouble playing is, and this is what it's going to take to get there. Now you know. And if you really want to do this, now you can't say, well, I never knew. You know what it's taken. Now it's time to get to work and go. Yeah. There is no option of not knowing. That's yeah. not okay. Yeah. And I will say, being honest in lessons or in, in an ensemble rehearsal or whatever, it, like anything else, takes practice, especially if you haven't felt comfortable doing it. So find ways to ease into it. You know, small things here and there that are fairly innocuous that nobody takes personally. And then and then you can work up to the point where they realize it's about the music and you really have their best interest in mind. And, you know, then you can get to that place. Context and rapport. Right. Absolutely. To That's make everything. it a make it fertile ground. No doubt. But you got to practice it. And students deserve it. Always. Come on. They're there. Their only reason we're here is because they're here. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, otherwise we got nothing to do we right. got nothing well joey you have meetings to go to oh man does joey have meetings wow <laughs> dude, dude you, that so schedule is ridiculous 
Yeah, I'm so I'd nervous. like to be honest with you about your schedule. <laughs> it we'll sucks. We'll talk about that off air. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Your schedule. Yeah. yeah. I have a question. You need to fix That's that. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Put we got out. that covered. <laughs> oh. uh, all right, boys. Time for no offense. Hey, look. If you're sugarcoating everything, and you're not being completely honest with your students on a weekly basis about their practicing, about the way they sound, about their about their approach to things, even about their professionalism and the way they're carrying themselves in the department, you're doing it wrong. You are responsible for every aspect of everything they do when they're with you. And while it might be a difficult conversation, it's your responsibility to have it. It's the whole job. Your job, when someone comes to you and says, I would like to take a trumpet lesson is to help them get better, which means being honest with them. Being honest. Because if you come in and they play and sound okay and you're like, yeah, you know, you sound pretty good. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not doing that student any good. You're not doing yourself any good. Nope. You're just wasting a whole lot of time. There's always another step they can take. Right. You're supposed to help them. There's one person in the room that can help. It's you. Yeah. And <laughs> discerning students are going to know if you're not helping them. This is yes. an opportunity to show that you can teach. Yes. To yep. show that you always have an answer, that there's always a next step. Because here's the other part great. of it. You can, if you want to just be worried about it, students talk to each other. <laughs> hey, so you took a lesson. How was that? Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't say anything. They had nothing to say that helped me. They had nothing. Yeah. A student, a student here, uh, I did master class Monday night, was just down in Houston and took a lesson with Barbara. Came up to talk oh. to me and said, oh my gosh, I was just down there. I got to have a lesson with Barbara. And I said, how was that? And he looked at me dead in the eye and goes, Life changing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm like yeah. that's. So, I, I said I'm so happy you got down there. You got to meet her and spend some time. That's awesome. And you said, I know. I know. <laughs> right. Totally, absolutely. As I've said many times, I am the product of great teaching. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, boys. Well, that should about do it for today. Hey, stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors, and let's be honest. No, really. Let's be honest. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind and more importantly, an open bell.